For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Reverend Romeo Siao Mensa of the Macarius Church at Jeringano. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Let us pray. Father, thank you for grace of life and the opportunity to be in your presence to hear your word. Holy Spirit, speak to us and give us revelations, revelations, revelations of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That our lives will be patterned according to heaven's plans and purposes for our lives. For only you are the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through you. So show us the way. Speak your truth and give us your life. We receive your grace in our life this evening. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. We are studying one of the powerful books and the topics that is worthy of studying. The presence of God. Hallelujah. The presence of God. It's very important for all of us to know the importance of the presence of God because every one of us without the presence of God we cannot do much it takes God's presence in your life to make a difference hallelujah so you know, as you read through the Bible, you see that there are things that are done by supernatural means. Many things in life are natural. But those who can access into the supernatural are always different from those who operate with the, from the natural realms. Hallelujah. 
So it is important for everybody who serves God not to think natural, but to think supernatural. And once your mind is set on the supernatural, you begin to desire more of God. There is a natural way to have a child. And there is a supernatural way of receiving a child. There is a natural way to prosper. And there is a supernatural way to also be blessed and prosper. There is a natural way to live your life. And there is a supernatural way also available to those who care to choose it. So, in life, you must always know that it depends upon what you want to do or you like from God. If you want your natural way to be successful, you can work very hard. Put in more effort. Do a lot of things. But that's a natural way of getting things. And there is a supernatural way also where things are done based upon your faith in God. Hallelujah. Are you here or go home? And so everything we teach in church is trying to tune your mind and your thoughts towards the supernatural. The supernatural. Because that is where a lot of good help can come from. Good help can come to make a difference in your life. Hallelujah. Are you here? So, everything that I've been trying to do since I came here is to try to teach you to know that there is a supernatural power there is a supernatural riches. There is a supernatural way of getting things in this life. Which is not the normal way of getting things. And throughout the Bible, any many stories in the Bible are based upon those who chose the supernatural way. To get things done on earth. Hallelujah. Are you here of God? So, take the story of Abraham. God told him, I'm going to give you a child. I'm going to give you a child. And for 25 years, the child was not coming. But he was sleeping with his wife all right. But the child was not coming. And Abraham's brother was having sex with his wife and they were producing children. And so children were born from a natural way. But God told Abraham that I'm going to give you also a child. That is why when, when the thing was delaying, 
Even his wife suggested that, oh, God said he'll give you a child. And because I'm not able to conceive, sleep with the house help so that he can give you the child that God said he'll give it to you. After all, every child is a child. That's a natural way. And truly, when Abraham slept with Hagar, she conceived. And he brought forth a child. But God told her, that is not the child I want to give to you. Ah, it's a child, not a child. Why is it? Because God wanted to show that there's a difference between natural way of getting things and supernatural way of getting things. Hallelujah. Are you here? And truly, when Isaac came as the supernatural child God wanted to bring on earth. So that's like, as they were all walking on earth, this is a spiritual child. This is a physical child. So you may think we are the same. We are not. They are not. And so, Isaac and, and Ishmael were just walking, playing together, all kind of things in the house. But they were not the same. In the sight of God, this one is a child of destiny, but this child is an ordinary human being walking on earth. And his whole life is limited to natural things. Hallelujah. And that is why the supernatural child started becoming more and more blessed along the way. Because God said that that seed I'm giving to you will take over, will become the the seed will be forever. The bee will take over the lands, possess the possession of the gate of his enemies. Out of him, the whole world will be blessed. It was not said on Ishmael. Are you here? What about Samson? The mother was struggling to have a child. Other siblings were having children all right. But when God brought Samson, he carried a certain power in his life beyond the normal children. Samuel, the same. Jesus Christ had brothers all around. But you see, because it was angels said that you shall conceive and bring forth a child. His childhood was different from another kind of children that the same Mary had. Hallelujah. So throughout the Bible, you could see that people could be blessed. They would do business and prosper. 
But there are people also who prosper under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And their prosperity is like, you don't understand how the whole thing is up, but they are, they are, they are advancing. See, and that is why what makes Christianity unique. Because the people who don't understand these things, they think that, oh, there is a natural, I mean, what do you want? A car? Yes. Somebody will just make money and have a, buy a car. But you, you call the car and say that you are giving testimony. And unbeliever don't understand why you are giving testimony for a car. Because to him, you don't need God to get a car. It's a matter of natural. If you work hard and you make money, you can build, make your car. They will have more cars. See, that is natural way of thinking. And because the natural and the supernatural always stay together. And they move together. Until maybe later years to come. Then you see the difference. That is why when you see siblings, Jacob and Esau, they were two, they were, they were, they were twins, wasn't it? Yeah. They were almost like they were twins. But you see, Esau was more canal. And Jacob was more spiritual. So you could see that Jacob was blessed, 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 blessed. So the whole family of Israel came on the line of Jacob, but not Esau. Even though they came from the same mother. Because one was spiritually different from the other. That is why Esau said that what is Bear fright. Give me food to eat. Now, and, and that is a natural way of living. Why should I go to church? For what? Why should I pray? For what? I mean, for all, what does you do I need from God that you go to church? And to pray. Pray for what? Because I have a friend, my class, my, 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 my work, everybody is doing this business and they are making money. So, why should I go and pray for money for what? That's, that's, there's always that competitive idea. Even when Jesus Christ wanted to save Satan, that you don't need to go through the cross. Just bow before me, and I'll give you all these things, and that solved the problem. But you see, what what if you are not, if you are not spiritual, you won't know why it has to take a certain way when there's another way to do the same thing and get the results even quicker. The reason is that whilst God is planting, Satan is also planting. And Jesus allowed them to grow together. Because you may not know the difference between this and this. It is only at the harvest day that you see tares and wheats. So, I want all of you to understand that as we are living on this earth, eh, you can be very much discouraged, especially when you see maybe your classmate, somebody you started life with, and the way the person's life has advanced. And since you gave your life to Christ, it's like you can't see anything for good forward for your life. You'll be tempted to think that you have made a mistake by serving God. But 
after some time, you get to know that your spirituality has taken you to a certain realm where, where, where none of your mates can reach there. Because you are operating with the wings of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Then you see that not even you alone, but your children and your children's children and your children's children's children will be walking in the blessings that you served God and brought into the house of God, into your house. Hallelujah. So, it is important for us to appreciate the importance of the presence of God in your life. And desire to make sure that you will always be in his presence. And you always desire that you haven't made the mistake to serve God. No. Never think that you have made a mistake to serve God. You may think that, oh, but if I've gone to America like the way my friends have gone, by this I've been, I've been richer. And it would be true that you could have been richer, but what did you do that? You would have been turned into something else, but not a Christian. Or maybe you would have even died by now. You know, it's because after God will not show you the, where your alternative would have been. That's why you think that you are rather it's not well with you. Because I know some of my classmates are dead. They have cars, they have house, they have this, but they are dead. So, if you saw the person driving and you were envying, what do you know that, that, that by the time you get to that junction where he ended, you are continuing because there's better things ahead of you that you are going to enjoy. Hallelujah. Acts chapter number three. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Are you seeing it? Peter went to pray. Why should he go and pray? Was it not a waste of time? At a time when others are going to play games, you are going to pray. Pray for what? But the Bible said that the next verse, they went to pray. They went up to the temple to go and pray. And then, verse 2. And a certain man, Bible said, lame from the mother's womb, was carried. He was lame in the mother's womb. I don't know whether the mother wanted to abort the child. You know, sometimes when they want to abort, they will take certain medicine. And the child refused to come. And maybe out of that uh, medicine, it affected certain part of the limbs. So ladies, be careful. Certain sicknesses can also cause lameness in the womb. Lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. What for? To ask for arms of them 
that entered into the temple. If you're a mother, every day you have to carry your own son to go and put him in front of a church. As people are coming to church, they can dip something to him. It may be something very, very terrible. Isn't that true? Pray that your child will never develop any certain kind of sickness and disease. Disability, that's it. Sometimes we see these children who are uh, from Austin or Autism. It's a very serious thing. Father, deliver our sister from giving birth to autism children. It's not, a, it's not an easy thing because once you deliver the child, you can't kill the child. Even if he's sick. Yours forever. Hey. It's a very, what's Mongolos? Uh, uh. <laughs> 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 like the of river or whatever. No, no, no. It's another kind of this. It's, it's not working. I see. No, 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 no. So you knew, that's why you know when you 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 are going to marry. These are sort of things you need to consider. But women don't consider all these things. And that's why in the old days, when you somebody want to marry you, they want to know the family he comes from. Yes. But people, ladies of today, you are not interested in all these things. All that you're interested in, the person is driving a nice car. That's all. That's all. That's all you're looking for. He's just going to put you in his car. Whether the car cry, it belongs to me, doesn't belong to me. You are following. Because you are going to carry his seed forever. Bible said that carried, he was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask for arms of them that entered into them. May your children never be beggars. No disease you enter into any of your seats to suffer this kind of daily carrying. Every day to carry your child. Every day. Every day. Hallelujah. Now watch what happened in the next verse. Who seen Peter and John about to enter into the temple? Master Peter, Master Peter, Master John, Master John, As Peter was about to, he was going to pray. And then suddenly somebody, he saw this man shouting his name. Please, I beg you. I beg you. Help me small. Help me small. All because his feet was lame. He was asking for arms. Verse 4. 
And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Look on us. Look on us. Verse 5. And he gave heed to them. When he said, look on us, he also look on us. He gave heed. He was a beggar. He became attentive. He wanted to know what they want for him. Ready to receive something. Look on us. I said, okay. Expecting to receive something of them. Now, what are you looking at? Who are you looking at in your life and expecting something from? In your life, who do you look up to? Who do you look up to to expect something from him? Your uncle? Your boyfriend? Who? Who do you look up to? Expecting something. That beggar, when he saw Peter and John, and they told, look on us. He paid heed to them. Expecting something from how many times God said, look unto me, O Israel. He said, we won't look at you. Many of us, we don't look up to God for anything. That's why we can't expect anything from God. See, because when you, even though you have a need, there must be somebody you look up to. And that is why God is there for us. But we don't look up to God for answers to our question. Rather, we will complain and talk and cry. Look on us! And Bob says, he paid it to. He listened to the, what they are saying. Expecting something from them. From today, may you look up to Jesus. If you can look on to, up to Jesus and expect something from him, you receive whatever you need in life. May you receive anything you need in life. It's coming from the one you look up to. When the man ends, don't you look up to your boss to pay you. Expecting your pay to be given to you. So if you look at it, it's not paying you, you get angry with the person. Say, hey. When you see him, you get angry because like the man has ended, you need your money and you must pay. You know, people don't get things by night. You know. I'm sure there were other people who were there, but they were not interested in looking up to Peter. Even when you say look at them, you may be looking at something else. Expecting something from them. Then Peter said unto him, 
silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I to thee. I don't have money now, but I have something better. Anybody you look up to, there is something you can get from the person. Any person you looked up to, if God will not give you even money, he can give you something. He can give you idea. He can give you counsel. You know, as I've been a pastor, I've realized that there are many times when people look up to me, there is something I try to do for them. At least, if I cannot give you a money, there is something, at least one scripture be there. I'll give you to help you. There is something. We cannot look up to anybody that is a good person that you will not do you something for you. He was expecting something. Bible expecting something. Once you are expecting something, you will receive what you are expecting. You will receive. I say you receive. May you receive anything you are expecting from God. Because if Peter can give something to the, this cripple, what about our father in heaven? When you look up to him, he cannot do something for you. You are looking up to him maybe for a husband. But he may not give you a husband at that time. He may give you a job. Something will definitely come to him. Something that will prepare you for better things in life. He said, look, he, Peter said, silver and gold I don't have now. But such as I have, there is always something that somebody has that can add value to your life. If only you look up to him. There will always be. Identify one person in life that you can always look up to. You see that almost anything you will ask for it. If he cannot give you the very particular thing, he will give you something that will help you to get something. That will add value to your life. That is why when you wake up in the morning, you are reading your Bible. You are reading your Bible expecting God to drop a certain idea into your spirit. Unless I don't know how you read about Anytime I read my Bible, I'm expecting something new from the Bible. It may be the same scripture over and over that I read. But by the time I, uh, because I'm expecting something from God, I would always get revelation from God. Haven't you read this scripture several times? Have you got a revelation like that? See, because if you are expecting something, you will receive something. But if you are not expecting anything, you won't know you will receive anything. Peter said, Peter, Peter, not Jesus Christ, not God, Peter. When the man was looking up to him to receive something, he said that, I cannot give you cash today. But there is something in me also. So, listen, as a Christian, even if you don't have money in your pocket, you must have the Holy Spirit inside you. Hallelujah. Don't, you don't live, I was a man shall not live by bread alone. When Peter followed Jesus Christ, he, was, when he saw a problem, he said that this, I cannot give you money, but there is something I have. 
As, a, as you are saying, if they don't have money, what else do you have? You don't have money. You don't have car. You don't, but what about the, don't you have a, the spirit of God, the presence of God in your life? Something must be in you that can add value to somebody who is in need. You may not have money in your pocket, Kukano, but you must be anointed in such a way that when you pray for somebody, the person must be healed. Pardon me. Otherwise, you are wasting your time because Peter says silver and gold I don't have, but I have something. I have something. If you don't have silver, you don't have gold, what do you have? As a Christian. When we say offering, you can't give. When we say 500, you can't, 1,000, you can't give. 200, you can't, 100, you cannot give. What about at least if you brought one soul to church? You are doing that. It means that there's something in you that is of value more than silver or gold. Listen, life is not about silver or gold. Though. There's more to life than silver and gold. That is why we are talking about the presence of God. You see, Peter knew that he doesn't have money, but he knew there is a presence of God in his personal life. That anywhere he reaches and he makes a certain declaration, the power of God will work for him. He told the man that I may not give you silver. I don't have cash now. But there is something if you care and I will to receive it. Listen. I've, I, as I've been a pastor for these years, Fred, that's, that's one of my key scriptures I stand on. It's not all the time I can give you silver or can give you gold. But there is something in me that must bring more value to your life. If, I, you, meet, if you expect something from me. I'm determined to make sure that there is something that I can add to your life. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You, can, I can, you cannot sit down with me for five minutes, ten minutes, and I will not add something to your life. I can't give you silver. I won't give you gold. But there is something in me. May you be filled with the presence of God inside you. No, this, this is not talking about. It's not just Joko. If you care to receive, Peter said that I don't have silver, I don't have, but there is something in me that I want to give to you. Everybody who is a true Christian, you must live your life in such a way that it's not about money that makes you relevant. And that is, see, that's why I was teaching you that in this world, people live by these standards that you must have money. When the young man said, oh, if you don't have money, the lady don't marry you. Because you are thinking like the earthly person. You are using earthly ways of thinking, but there's a spiritual way of getting married without paying money to the lady. God's, there's God's way. Which many of us don't like to know God, so we don't, use, we don't carry God's wisdom, this kind of God's wisdom. We think that's of course we flow with the world. The world says that everything must be silver or gold. If it's not silver, it's not gold, then you are not relevant. I tell you that if you pray in the spiritual realm, with the presence of God in you, you don't need silver, you don't need gold, but you can be significant in this life. That's why last two weeks I was teaching about this guy. Is it Joseph? Joseph. What the king said, we have, not find, we have a man in whom the spirit of God is. 
He said, come and sit upon this throne. Every word that comes out of your mouth is what I'm going to rule my country. And the Bible says he gave him the car. He gave him a woman to marry. He said, still. Wait, what? He didn't pay one peso for bride price. He didn't pay one peso for bride price. See, because he chose God's way of advancing his life. Whilst others choose earthly ways. That's the thing. Always they want to make a difference between you and others. You see, we are all living in the world though. But some people are operating from spiritual dimensions. Whilst many, many people live by earthly dimensions. He said there's no work. You have finished work, school, you are looking for a job, so you go from one place. To, if you can pray a little and up and ex, what do you call lift up your eyes onto Jesus and expect something from him. He will see that he will come, he will bring an idea that make you rather an employer, not employee. Yes. Fred, is not true. See, when you met me, I spoke to you. Said then something broke up of your spirit, and you saw that hey, rather I am rather employer, not a teacher. See, that's what that's the difference. I didn't give you silver, I didn't give you gold, but what I gave you opened you up. That today in your house there are cars parked there. Listen, young men and young ladies, if you want, you can choose earthly way to live your life or you can choose spiritual way to live your life. And many people use earthly way because we are living in the world. So we flow the world system. When God has given us his version of life. Everybody who passed by gave money. Gave money. Gave money. Peter said that what I'm carrying is not about money. I can, what I could give you is far better than money. If you don't recognize the presence of God in your life and live by it, by faith that there is a God who is with you and once you are following his will, everything about your life will be prosperous. But because we don't live with this consciousness, we flow with the earthly way. We flow with the earthly way because I don't have money. So I, I, I can't come to church because I don't have money to pay offering. People will tell you that oh, I, I didn't have money to pay offering, so I didn't come to church. As if the church, we, if you don't pay offering, we, we sack you from the church. It's because they operate with the earthly mind way, way of thinking. The way of the worldly people think. But tonight, the Lord is changing your heart and your mind. That there is another way to live your life and advance your life. More than what silver and gold can do to you. They are talking about the spirit and the presence of God in your life. Peter said, silver and gold I don't have. But such as I have. If you are not a young man, you are are poor in your pocket. You must be rich in the spirit. You must be rich in prayers. You must be rich in studying the Bible. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Colossians 3.16. That's one of my scriptures I built my life on. See, I may be poor financially, but when it comes to spiritual things, I must be very rich so that I can help people with my richness in the Lord, not my money. Not my money. 
I could give you money all right, but not every time money can solve a problem. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Bring that skill. We are reading there. We haven't gone far. It's already nine o'clock here. Peter says, silver and gold, I have none. But such as I have. Everybody ask yourself, what do you have apart from money? If you don't have money, you don't have silver, what else do you have? You don't have rich money, you don't have silver, what else do you have? So if you don't have money, you don't have silver, you don't have gold, and you don't also have any spiritual giftings in you, then you are wasting your, you are wasting. At least if you don't have silver, you don't have gold, you must have something supernaturally moving in your life. From today, examine yourself. Eh? That if I don't have silver, Jerome, I don't have gold, what do I have? To be useful in this life. He said, in the name, this is what I have. I followed a certain man. And that man, when I mentioned his name, great things happened. Say, silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have, give I the color. What is the thing he has? He had the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Amen. What was the problem in verse 3? What was the problem in verse 3? What was the problem in verse 3? Eh? Verse 2. Check verse 2. What is the problem there? A certain man lame from his mother's womb. What was he expecting in life for? Was it a, you're a lame person or looking for money, which cannot solve his problem? You see, that's why sometimes you can see that many things we've been asked for, it doesn't solve our problems. Because if you are a lame person and a lame, what you might look for is to how to walk and not how to add money. Money doesn't heal your, your feet. So you can see that sometimes even the things we ask for are not relevant to our need. I'm preaching to somebody over here. You must learn how to know your need and cry for God to solve that need for you rather than other things that doesn't solve your need. If you're a woman, you need money. It's not money. You need a husband. Because when you have a husband... Almost everything can be taken care of by your husband. So if you are just following men for money, what you don't know that you are not, you are the, your solution in life, because you need money to pay rent, you need money to pay When you marry, all those problems will, will finish. So instead of praying for God to give you a husband, you are following people and collecting money. Which money cannot solve the problem? They said the major problem is how to work, not money. Not money. Money doesn't solve problems. You need a job. A whole job where every month you can be paid. Rather than asking people, can you give me this? Can you give me this? You don't pray for your need to be supplied. You don't pray for our needs. The very core issue of your life is not your prayer topic. The very core issue of your life it's not your prayer topic. Are you here home? Here was a man learned from his mother's womb. That is why Peter is he under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. 
The, the, the Holy Ghost showed him that what this man needs is more than money. And I've already anointed you. Remember, Acts chapter 2, they received the anointing. So, Acts chapter 3 is where the story came from. At that time, no, they were not known. Nobody knew them. But now, look at what happened. And so, we said, where are we? Please, go back to our... In the name of Jesus, rise up and do what? Walk. Your feet, if only you can walk, you can work and make money. What do you need begging money for? When you can walk and work for yourself. The next verse, watch it. And then, verse 7. He took him by his hand, right hand, and lifted him up. And immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. May your feet and your ankle bones of every issue of your life receive supernatural strength. Hallelujah. Are you have gone? So all along, now watch it. It means that the feet, the, the bone, the ankle, the feet and the ankle bones were weak. But flexible. So he couldn't stand. When time he stand, he go down. When time he stand, he go down. They were weak. All that he needed is to be strengthened so that he can stand on his feet. That's weak. Many of us, your feet are weak. Your feet are weak. You cannot stand. So instead of praying that your ankle and your feet bones be strengthened so that you can now walk for yourself, you are asking for arms. You are just asking for arms. You are writing letters and sending messages. You know, recently, I think yesterday or three days ago, there was a lady in Takrade. He was poor. She needed money. So she, she faked that. He should tell somebody that oh, I've been kidnapped. For 5,000 cities. For 5,000 cities. <laughs> For 5,000 cities. She had she used a wrong way and deceived public and deceived the, the police and deceived everything. Wow. <laughs> uh, the government said, thank you for deceiving us. Go and spend six years in prison. So see, the money she was looking for, he didn't know the, what, what, the, what, does it solve the problem? Even 5,000 cannot solve the problem. And that is how many of that's something that see if you don't live by the spiritual understanding of the the God's factor, and you always live by the world, you always be oriented towards using earthly ways of solving problems. When there is a supernatural dimension to the whole thing. Hallelujah. So Peter showed him that what you need is far beyond money. It's far beyond money. So, I am going to pray for you that in the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. Because if you can walk, you can make, you can make the money. And the Bible says, well, his feet and ankle bones received strength. Everything that is weakness in your life, I pray that they shall receive strength. I say you shall receive strength. Strength from heaven. Because the strength from heaven must come into your life. Father Daniel, to become a ritual, 
to become prosperous. You need the strength from heaven. A supernatural strength must enter into your life to make a difference. If the supernatural doesn't form part of your life and you continue to depend upon your naturalness, you cannot go far in life. So, you, fortunately, Peter introduced him into something supernatural. Because Peter had lived his life with the understanding that he's not an ordinary Peter. He was carrying the presence of God in his life. May you be carrying the presence of God. So that even not even of yourself, you can be in a big position to help people by what you carry. Hallelujah. And watch what happened. And he leaping up, stood up. You are standing up once again. Anything that has caused you to sit down for far too long and be lame from advancing your life. The Lord is sending supernatural strength into your life. Hallelujah. He stood up, he leaped and stood up and walked and watched and he entered with them into the temple. The place you have been going, you know, I'm going there. You are joining the class of people who are working. You are joining the class of people who are also advancing. You are no more seated, sitting and laying on one place. You have to be carried and be put there and be begging people. Today mark the end of your begging in life. From today, may God give you supernatural ways of prosperity and advancement so that you don't more depend upon people for asking them. Every area of your weakness, let there be supernatural strength into your life. Certainly, the man started walking with them. Said, This is the place you have been going. I've been seeing you going in front of me now. This time round, with my feet and ankle bones strengthened, I'm going to church with you. I'm going to church with you. I'm going to church with you. You are, I said, from today, you are walking with those who are walking, you are advancing with those who are advancing. Because the strength of the Lord, the power of God has entered into your life. You are no more a physically disabled person. You are a spiritually empowered person. Receive the power of the Holy Ghost. We walk with them, entering the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. You shall be praising God from today. I speak as a prophet of God. May every area of your weakness be strengthened in the name of Jesus. Such as I have, I give to you. Hallelujah. Hush. I loved it. The next verse. Are you enjoying the reading of the scriptures? And all the people saw him walking and praising God. People are going to see you advancing in your life. I say people are going to see you with the power of the Holy Ghost entering into your body. You are advancing with those who are advancing. And about the people, all the people saw him walking and praising God. Now what happened? Verse 10. Ah, verse 10. And they knew that it was he who sat for arms at the beautiful gates of the temple. Everybody who ever knew you in Ajirangano here, that you used to be one of the people who were begging for things, may they see a change in your life. I say, may they see a change in your life. 
And the Bible said they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Whatever happened unto this lame man to change his life story, I pray that today that same power will enter into you. And may you be an amazement. May you be a surprise unto all those who ever know you. May they see you and be shocked of the power of the presence of God that has entered into your life to change your life story. Hallelujah. Are you believing what I'm preaching to you? Such as I have, I'm giving to you. Mr. Santi, there is a power from heaven. If you don't live with this understanding and you're always looking for earthly things to advance your life, you cannot go far. There's a supernatural. It must enter into your life. The supernatural influence must enter into your life. Belinda, it must enter into you. Otherwise, you stay at one place for you, you can't advance. If you read further, you said the man was 40 years old. Not small boy. For 40 years, he had been, been carried like that. 40 years. If Peter has not brought supernatural impartation to his life, he will have remained there forever. That is why I'm challenging you. If you don't add supernatural into your life, and you think that, oh, we can just go up and down, go and eat and drink and come and go and come. Hey, Kukanu, you'll be lame forever. There's a supernatural dimensions. If it doesn't enter into your life, you'll be there forever. This man, for 40 years, I think chapter 4, verse, if you check chapter 4, verse, one of the verses, the man was 40 years. The man was 40 years from his mother's womb. I don't know whether you read the Bible, you understand it the way I'm, re- I'm preaching to you. <laughs> 40 years. Kukanu. The man was 40 years, and every day they have to carry him for 40 years. In and out. 40 years. Begging. How much do you get? You cry. When somebody begs for something, how much do you give you? One CD, 50 pesos. How can it advance your life? That is why the Lord is changing you from tonight. By this preaching I'm preaching to you, eh, your destiny is changed forever. Such as I have, I'm injecting into your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, arise and walk and go forward. No more sitting down begging. Receive supernatural strength, supernatural healing, supernatural intervention to advance your life. But can't sit at one place forever. Hey, hey, mercy for us, oh, mercy, mercy for us. I tell you, mm. Mm. somebody say, mm. Are you listening to something? Hey, now look at this scripture. I say, Hey, God should have mercy upon us. Oh. So, if Peter had not come to his life, the man will be sitting down there. Acts chapter 4, 22. Can you see? For the man was about 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed him. That's the continuation. If you read the whole book, is from chapter 3, then chapter 4. And they were talking about the man who was healed. He was 40 years old. Every day, they had to carry him. Carry him. 
Carry him. Carry him. Thank God that the intervention of the supernatural will change every storyline of your life. Amen. Amen. Go back to the verse, verse two, uh, three, chapter 3. We are, let's see whether we can conclude. I don't think I can conclude. But we can learn something from there. All the people saw verse 10. They knew that it was he, verse 10, which asked for arms at the gate of it. And they were filled with amazement eh, at that which had happened unto him. Verse 11. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. When the man jumped and danced in there, then after the service was ended, he went to embrace Peter and James. John, thank you very much for changing my destiny. Thank you. May somebody hold you and say that thank you for changing my destiny. Thank you. Thank you. That I've been here for 40 years. Things have not been easy, but your presence had made a difference in my life. As he held me. Shouting the Bible said the whole congregation turned unto him. Now, Peter and James and John had been anointed, and they were yet to be known and to, to the world. Are you here? They have been trained by Jesus Christ for three years, they have received the power, the Holy Ghost on their lives, but they couldn't, they haven't started ministration. And they didn't know how to launch themselves into the ministry for the world to receive them. And so God had to use this medium, this supernatural dimension of their lives. When they were changed, people, Bible said, and other people gathered. Eh? Eh? And all the people ran together unto them in the porch. That is called Solomon, greatly wondering. Verse number 12, watch it. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel at this? And why look ye so earnestly on us? As if by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk. So it opened a door of preaching to Peter. Others were preaching from natural knowledge. But you see, when the supernatural dimension entered Peter's life and he started miracle, a sudden, the crowd gathered in front of him. And then he started preaching to them. The next verse, watch it. He says, oh, say, quickly, quickly, what was it with me, 13? Uh, the God of Abraham, of Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up. And deny him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to. So he started preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching to the point the Bible said that when the people heard it, that day 3,000 people gave their life to Christ. The Lord is going to use you mightily by the dimensions of the supernatural. See, when the presence of God is with you, your life is not ordinary anymore. Just one word and prayer that Peter prayed. It opened a big door like this for him. Our time is up. I have to cut short and conclude. So the Bible said that he became, then suddenly he became so popular that the, the, the Pharisees, 
and the chief priests, chapter 4, they gathered together and they said that these guys, eh, the thing they are doing, you know, if we don't stop them, it will be some way. Go, just jump to chapter 4. I want to finish it. When you go, you can read the whole story. Eh? As they spoke on the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Okay? That's continuing. Being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus Christ the resurrection of the dead. Eh? Eh? Continue. And they laid their hands on them and put them in hold in the next day. For it was even that they arrested Peter. Said, No, this way, the way this can. In the next verse, verse 4. How beat many of them which heard the word believe, and the number of the men were far about 5,000 people. Wow. If the presence of God is with us, our church attendance shouldn't be. 15 members, 20 members, 5 members, 10 members. We have not added the supernatural dimensions to the work we are doing. That's why we cannot gather the people. Peter didn't do anything. All that he did was when the Holy Spirit began to manifest in his life, when the presence of God was part of his work he was doing, the people started coming to church. 5,000 people. 5,000 people. What are we doing here? Maxwell, my prayer warrior, leader. Peter was going to pray. Not that he was praying. He was going to pray. And then this great miracle happened. And we sit down here and we cannot fill this place on Sunday. We lack his presence. We have to begin to Believe God for a supernatural dimensions of the ministry. It makes a whole difference. Peter was an ordinary man like you and I, Father Daniel. And he can heal a cripple and you cannot heal anybody. If somebody is sick, can they call you to come and pray for them? Mrs. Jose, if your auntie is sick, can he call you to pray for me? Yesterday, one of our, is it yesterday, three days ago, one of my church members called me, crying, crying, crying because, see, my sister is dying. And I said, hey, if the presence of God is me, then something must happen to the lady because the fact that my church member is calling me now, he believes that there's something on me that I have to believe God for. So I pray with her. And I told the person, you should say this after me. She said it. Say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I will live and not die. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will live. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will live. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will live. Because Peter said that in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up. Person who is dying. What should I do? In the name of Jesus Christ, you will live. Live. Because death, correspondent of death, is, is the opposite of death is what? It's not life. 
And Peter said that you are, you are lame. Is it not, are you not lame? Rise and walk. So you see, you carry the name Jesus and you address the issue as squarely by what is necessary. That is how to pray for the sick. Anybody who, if you want to pray for the sick, but to see the hand of God at work, always ask the person, what is wrong with you? My stomach is paining me. In the name of Jesus, stomach, you are seizing from pain anymore. Come out! And let the place be relieved. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's not you. If you see, because we are not conscious of the presence of God. That is why when we say, come and pray. Hey, me, can I, can I not pray? Do you think that the power comes from you? It is your consciousness of what is with you. Who is with you? That the presence of God is with me. That even if I, if I lay my hands and pray for somebody, the person will be healed. That is how God is glorified. But men of because we are so carnal and so earthly minded, we feel that but, but this one, the bishop should be here. Remember, Mary and Martha told Jesus Christ, if you were here, if you were here, but you, were you not there? And you were watching for your brother to die. Couldn't you have taken advantage of that? But Jesus Christ has been praying and preaching with us. There is something in Christ that I can add to my sister, my brother. You watch your brother to die. Ah, then Jesus Christ said, if you were here, Many of us, that's the way our mind works. Oh, Reverend, if you were here. Oh, Bishop, if you were here. See, I learned this thing many years ago. One in my branch. I said that I am Bishop Dark in this branch. I am Prophet Dark in this branch. I am Apostle Dark in this branch. I carry his spirit. And so anybody here, as long as you are part of my, I will lay my hands. I will do a miracle. I will do anointing. And I will believe God for the same God of my father to touch you there. And I receive a lot of miracles there. See, many of us, because we are now conscious of the fact that God is also with you. I'm sure if you were put said, oh, if Jesus Christ were here, this man would have healed me. He said, no, no, no. Such as I have. I've walked with Christ. I've been with him. And so, the Bible said that, and then, okay, them which had believe. 5,000, and that's first. Where are we? We are, what's the time? Oh, my time is 5,000. And it came to pass that on the morrow that the rulers and the elders and the scribes okay, quickly, and Anas, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John and Alexander, and as many as of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. Now watch what happened to them. The next verse. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power and by what name have you done this? So you see, you do things by a certain power and by a certain name which you know it because you know the name of Jesus and you have the spirit of God in you so why don't you use it wherever you are to advance the work of God by what power and by what name don't you know the name of Jesus Christ Me? don't you know the name of Jesus Christ don't you know the presence of God with you is it not power and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So why are you not using the name and the power of the anointing to advance, to do things for Christ? But anytime we see challenge, then we run away. By what power and by what name have you done this? 
Many things in life can go supernaturally if we can be conscious of the fact that the presence of God, which is the power of God, and the name Jesus is with you. And you can do great things. From today, may you begin to do great things through the name and through the power. I said through the name and through the power. Wherever the name is mentioned, wherever the power of God is manifested, miracles take place. May you become a miracle worker by the presence and the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ that you have. Hallelujah. Are you there? The next verse, watch it. Hush. Then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost said unto them, you rulers of the people of them and the elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done, you are going to do good deeds in your life through the name of Jesus and through the power of Jesus. To this important man, by what means he is made whole, eh? ten, ten, be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by, his, by him, doeth this man stand before you whole. Okay? So Peter answered the same thing. And this is the stone which was set at naught of you, builders, which has become the head of the corner school. The Jesus Christ that you threw him away, you know. What did you know that it is his name that do miracles for us? Let's see that they're called the world have thrown God away. The world don't like God. But we know our God. Bible said, don't, 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 who do know their God shall be strong and shall do exploits. Many of us, see, the world have rejected. That's what Paul Peter said that this is the stone which was thrown away, set at naught. It has become by the builders who it has become the head of the corner. No, see, those days, if you are building a house, you need a big stone to be at the corner. Because the corner must hold this side and this side. They were not built with columns. In those days, you need a, a headstone, a, a big stone to put and put it so that this side will connect to it and this side will connect to it to hold the building. It's called cornerstone. And anytime anybody is building, you need a cornerstone to connect, to be able to build. But sometimes people say, oh, we don't need a cornerstone. So they throw it away. And then when they build that thing, they realize that without the cornerstone, the thing cannot stand. So Peter was referring to them with this proverb that the stone which were rejected, the stone that you thought is not necessary, what you don't know that right that it is that stone that is the basis for everything you need in life. And that is why I'm saying that many of because we live in this world, we operate with earthly wisdom and worldly behavior without recognizing the stone which is Christ on which everything is built. Your prosperity is linked to Christ, but you don't know it. That is why you can easily throw it away. You won't wake up in the morning and pray. You won't wake up in the morning and read your Bible. You won't wake up in the morning and study the book. You won't wake up in the morning and listen to the message because you don't know that it is the stone with the cornerstone that holds everything together. Once you reject God or reject Christ, you have rejected the foundation of anything you are building. And it doesn't work. So, poor Peter was tender that he was very conscious of the fact that it is the name Christ is the reason why I've done all these things. The very thing that you people threw it away. The man you caught and killed him, 
and, 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 and crucify him. He is his, his name. It's what I'm doing this miracle. Wow. The next verse, verse 12 and 13, we close by 13. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's why you're saying that the very thing you threw away is rather the foundation for everything. Without Christ, nothing works. Then verse 13, yes, close it. Bible said that. And now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned, they haven't been to secondary school before, they haven't gone to university before, they have not gone to any level of education, ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they have been in the presence of God. They have been with Jesus. They could feel, you see, they could, could feel the presence of Christ. They can ask the people that Peter was speaking, they can sense that Christ is with these guys. Jesus was with these guys. What about you? Can people feel the presence of God? When you appear in every place, can they sense the presence of God? Can they smell the presence of God? When you speak, do people sense that the, 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 something, something, something spiritual has landed this place? When in your house, when you come to the house, do they feel that something special, has, spiritual has entered this place? Many of us, we don't smell. There's no scent of Christ. There is no scent of the presence of God. When you are in a place, you, you, when you come there and they are gossiping, they, would they keep quiet? When people are doing bad things and you land there, would they stop? That's the mark that you have a presence of God with you. So, the page, the chapter I'm reading, we are talking about is who has the presence of God? What are the signs that you have a presence of God? Who has the presence? They have been with Christ. They could see. They could see. They could see. These people have been with Christ. When you wake up in the morning and we meet you at, in the front of the house, can they feel that you are just coming from the presence of God? You have been, you have been praying for the past two hours in your room before you came out. There's no sense and no smell. We have become so natural and so worldly. We have thrown away the spiritual aspect of our lives. But I pray for you and ourselves from today. May our lives experience such a presence that even by casual prayer, Peter didn't plan to go and heal anybody. He was just walking and he saw somebody. He said, I don't have silver, I don't have gold, but I have something I want to bless you. And he blessed the person, became a blessing. And opened a bigger door. Many of it is through the presence of God that God is going to give you even a bigger positions in life. I pray that from today, your heart will always desire. May people see you and say that, ah, when we look at your boldness, when we look at your lifestyle, 
when we look at the way you, you comport yourself, when we look at the way you, 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 you have faith, even though things seem to be going that way, you are, you are always saying something faith that to show that your confidence level is high. When middle people will know that, I mean, people say that when we see the way you behave, we can see that you have the presence of God. They have been with Jesus. May you be identified. May you smell. May the aura of the presence of God be around you. Even your garment, when people touch, they can they must feel something from you. You see, this is the realms under which these people they live their lives. Oh, the apostles of old, those who started the church. This is the way they live their lives. What about our generation? Is it the way we are we behave as Christians? That people can see that when we look at you, you haven't been to school before, but when you start speaking, the wisdom, the revelation, the insight you start speaking, they cannot see that there is something about you of God. May the Lord be with you. May you delight. I just came to charge you that you might delight in the supernatural. You see, because if you don't delight in it, you cannot receive it. It is something you desire, you delight in it, expecting that happen to you. If you don't expect the presence of God, you don't yearn to be in his presence, you don't yearn to know more of God, you will live your life natural. But there is nothing supernatural that's going to come out of your life. But when you are so conscious of that, yes, there is an earthly way of doing things, but there is also a supernatural way of getting things done. And I'm going to choose to follow God until something supernatural manifests. How can a, he said that they, went, they thought they were unlearned. They were ignorant men. Ordinary people, poor people, uh, fishermen. How can a fisherman heal somebody who has been lame for 40 years? If the presence of God was not on him, how would he have been of help to another fellow human being? What, whom can you impact with your life, with your teachings, with your counsel, with your presence? Daniel, who can you impact? Who has followed you and said that since I met you, I've seen a change in my life. I've seen a change in my life. It is those who desire to have the presence of God in their lives. May the Lord bless us all. Amen. I believe you were blessed by the message. Do visit us this and every Sunday at AJ Hotel and Suits at Jeringamu at 8.30 a.m. and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. God bless you.